podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Normally, this is where I say welcome to the Basement Bookers Podcast, episode 83. But it is not episode 83. It is episode Brocktober. Basement Chair here, as if you didn't know. Your bro, raised by Nintendo. And across from me in this fancy studio, Rich the Riz. Brocktober. That's right. And this... Is Brocktober because not only is it the month of the Go to Hell tour, it just goes together. Mm-hmm. Brocktober. I was thinking Brocktober, Brocktober Fest. Yep. But we'll just leave it at that. If Brock brewed his own beer, it would knock you the fuck out. That's right. That would be great. And in a world where if civilization were to break down, and Brock Lesnar showed up, he'd just take everything from you, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. I would just follow him. Yeah, he, because no like, no one's going to follow Like, if you could get him to either ignore you, or even better yet, maybe almost consider you a friend, that's it, you're set. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the highest you could probably get is, like, his, his meat bringer. You could bring him uh, his food. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like you know, his, his, bring him like his his cup of wine. But uh, yeah, he is the alpha male for sure. I would I I wouldn't fuck with him. Uh, but if we could be boys, that'd be fine. Uh, I like uh farms. He's a farmer, you know. Whatever farms have no people on them, really. It's exactly. Great. But before we get down to Brocktober, where we go down the timeline of destruction and talk about Brock Lesnar, Rich the Riz has some news. Yeah, not, th- th- there's not a lot of news this week. Uh, Waltman torn his peck. Uh, apparently, this has nothing to do with that, separately. WB has a working relationship with indie promotion Absolute Intense Wrestling. Um... They let AIW's co-owner uh, promote on the, uh, at a house show on the mic. What? What's behind, What's the reasoning behind this? I never even heard of these people. I Me mean, neither, but that's a thing. Like, you go here, and there's a bunch of indie promotions here. You've been to house shows. You never get another promoter talking about his shows, right? No. So, obviously, they have a working relationship. I think somebody knows a guy. Probably. Um... For what it's worth, Charlotte supports the Divas title being rebranded as the women's title. Of course she has to support it. It looks like a vag. Yup. And that, another thing, the Divas title. What? What is a diva, anyway? I don't know. Like, someone said that it's like a female singer. Yeah, with an attitude problem or yeah. whatever. Like, when you hear, oh, she's a diva, that's like... You know, she's stuck up, and it's not usually a positive thing. Never is. So I think I think gen, uh, the term just permeated society. It's like you're acting like a diva. Society's in for a reset, my man. <sighs> I can't wait. Um, 
Congratulations to Eve Torres Gracie and her husband Henner. She gave birth to Haven uh, this week, September 28th. Um, Henner explained via Instagram that uh, they're carrying on the tradition of having the na names that start with R in the Gracie family, because R in Portuguese is said like an H, so yeah. Haven. Um, and they also worked Eve's name into it. It's R-A-E-V-E-N. Interesting. So here I thought they were just fans of the show Haven, no. in which Edge stars, no. which is on its way to being over. Aw. You know what did it? Christian you know, being Christian on it. Christian being on it. I'm telling you. So I guess it's a good thing this kid's a Gracie, because he's going to have to learn how to defend himself. Because that's an ass-whoop name. Not a whoop-ass name, that's getting your ass-whoop name. Yeah, well, here... I see a lot of swirlies in that kid's future. Oh, boy. A lot of art. Here here in the U.S., it's an ass-whoop name. In Brazil, they have a, uh... Let's call it a... Well, word. if you have Gracie at the end of your name. Yeah, but also in Brazil, they have a kind of a broader outlook on, uh... I don't know, manliness. I got say. you. Okay. And we'll leave it at that. I'm, I'm going to leave it right there. <laughs> and the last bit of news, uh, Ashley from HR, that was on Raw, is actually Ashley from HR. She's been working there since 2013. Ashley Reader. I knew it. Uh, speaking of Ashley and Kane, why... You telling me it's impossible to get like a stand-in to to be the demon Kane while cocaine is around? I think in 2015, yes. 2005, maybe not. Like, like the fake Undertaker. Yeah, fooled me. Did we have even high definition then? No definition. Now you got high def and. For, they're working on 4K and everything. I I, I had VHS uh, definition. That's so it. on screen, no difference. No difference. No difference at all. Oh, well. So I guess Kane versus Seth Rollins, a hell in a cell makes sense. Preferably not in a cell. Because there's already two matches in a cell. Bray Wyatt. Isn't there one cell match, one cage match? No. Oh, the cage match is tomorrow. The take the cage match is tomorrow. Okay. But a hell in the cells, Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker in a cell, and Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns. Which is oh, yeah. supposed to be the blow off, which it's not gonna be over. Because they got nothing else for Bray Wyatt. Nothing for him. Unless he loses and he looks like shit to his guys. But that's for the Hell in a Cell Prediction Podcast Edition. Yep. It's Brock Tober. But before I go into that, I just wanted to ask you, you want to do anything before we started that? Because that's, that's it. That's all I got. That's it for news. So what do you remember of Brock Lesnar when he first burst onto the scene as the next big thing? I mean, because history lesson, back in the day, there was some concern about you. <laughs> and I'd like our listeners to know that our bro is happily married to a woman. Killing me. It was never that serious, first of all. Sometimes I felt it was it was getting to that place. 
Now let's let's rewind because we all we saw go his, way back in the way back. Let's see if we rewind from there because you're talking about his WWE debut, which was on SmackDown. I want to talk about how I was first following Brock from over a year before in OVW, and I said, "Dude, this is this is a guy that's like almost 300 pounds, built like a fucking brick shit house. Yeah, built like a brick shit house, using a shooting star press as his finisher." Have you ever seen a brick shit house? No, thankfully. I was just gonna ask you if you could describe a brick shit house for me. In this case, it's Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Okay. And brick shit house obviously is an incredible compliment. He's fucking stacked to fuck. So stacked so well, there's no way shit can permeate the brick house. Right. It stays. Everything's it stays tight. It stays inside, and that's what causes diverticulitis. Okay. Ironically. We're going to bring that around. <laughs> we'll come back to that. We're going to wrap that up in a bow. Uh, we'll come back to that. But, yeah, he had a tag team with Shelton Benjamin called the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Or, no, sorry, the Minnesota Stretching Crew. I think they were roommates. I, I There were rumors that they were roommates also. Haven't really been confirmed. It's all what Wikipedia says, but who knows who put that in. Are they both from Minnesota? Uh, well, Brock is from South Dakota, but okay. he went to the University of Minnesota. Uh, Shelton, I'm really not positive. Maybe they went to school together. I they might have. I'm not positive. Because Shelton's got amateur wrestling, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, you could tell. I mean, Shelton's another fantastic athlete, but let's say that for the Shelton Benjamin episode. There's never going to be a Shelton Benjamin episode. You never know. If he comes back, maybe we'll do one. Maybe they'll do the Minnesota Stretching Crew. That would be great. Although I'd really miss the world's greatest tag team. Yeah. Where is Charlie Haas? Who cares? We'll save that for the Charlie Haas edition. He's uh, never going to be a Charlie Haas. He's hiding behind his wife's shoulders. I guess so. I haven't seen her in a while, so I don't know what she's working with right now. You can't really shrink shoulders. All right. So Brock Lesnar was an absolute beast. Uh, Like I said, you know, back in OVW, he was using the Shooting Star Press regularly. As his finisher, and when w, when Paul Heyman came in uh, to start running OVW and work the bookings and everything, uh, he pulled Brock aside and he's like, "You realize how fucking ridiculous it is that you use that as your finisher every time, right?" And he's basically like, "Yeah, it's pretty cool, huh?" And Heyman's like, "You save that for a big money show, because, payday. Yeah, you save that for a big payday because." A, it's too damn risky. Fast forward to WrestleMania 19. First Kurt Angle. That's yeah. on the timeline. So, Brock debuts on SmackDown. He comes through the crowd, Heyman in tow. And the announcers are like, what the hell is this? What is this? And if you had never heard the name Brock Lesnar before, and you saw that, you would never forget the name Brock Lesnar. He destroyed... Every single person in his path. I don't know what the hell match it was that he broke up, but uh, Spike Dudley was there, right? Yeah, unfortunately for Spike Dudley. Very unfortunately for Spike Dudley, poor little math teacher. And he got power, like power bomb three times. You know where he power bombs and he doesn't the let you go. Triple power bomb. Uh, not to be confused with the Shield's triple power bomb, which is much more recent. Yeah, like a a, a succession of power bombs in the in the amount of three. Yes, we could call that Powerbomb City, if you will. How come he doesn't do that anymore? Uh, 
takes a lot of work on the other person's part, a lot of core strength, maybe. I don't buy that because the performance center keeps them jacked. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah. that, that's just my first thought. Well, the guys now should definitely be in better shape than they were. But who's Brock fought? Reigns was... Reigns could do that. Yeah, he could do that to Seth Reigns. Rollins, he could definitely do it too. Absolutely. He's got the perfect size. Thing is, Reigns is, Reigns is obviously more muscular. Reigns is going to be heavier. Not saying Brock can't do it because he can do fucking anything he wants. But I just don't know how well it'll get over with the, the crowd. Longevity! Yeah, that and how well it'll get over with the crowd... Seeing Reigns triple powerbomb like that kind of squashes. All right, so Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. John Cena. You could you could do anything with John Cena. It'll work. Yeah, but again, the other guy's got to sell it as if you know one powerbomb is bad enough. Three in a row. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I guess because he does suplexes, that's the thing now. Yeah. So you can't do that anymore. Maybe later. Maybe maybe later it'll come back. Like maybe. Like a last resort type of thing. So that was when the world was put on notice. And Paul Heyman told us this is Brock Lesnar's world. We're just living in it. We are we are we are just living in it. Cause it's Brocktober. Mm-hmm. Cause uh in Brocktober, Madison Square Garden, he's fighting the big show. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold Podcast. Yep, which is going to be interesting. Yeah, considering he doesn't say words. <laughs> but luckily for him, it's like an hour. Yeah. So, I mean, he's done interviews before, but not. I've never seen him in a conversational uh, situation. I don't think he's ever even done a podcast before. He's reclusive. He's, he's like us. He doesn't like people. Exactly. But we say we have more words in our vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not saying... That I have more words in my vocabulary. You gotta be careful there. Because... You did graduate college. Yeah, I didn't. So, it's got one up on me. And I don't want to die early. That's like seven up. And six is just physical. Jesus. <laughs> so, plus you graduate college, that's seven. I just want to live my life, man. I hear you. <laughs> I just want to live my life with all my limbs, my bones intact. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a lot, but I like to keep my health. I prefer being... Just outside the border of Suplex City. Yeah, just mm-hmm. just outside of Suplex or, City. Or as far away as possible. So his first match at a pay-per-view was in 2002, mm-hmm. and that was Backlash in mm-hmm. uh, the 21st of April. It's Jeff Harvey. Jeff Hardy. Poor guy. Although I'm sure he took out pain calls before and after that, he didn't feel anything. Yeah, probably. But here's the thing about Brock Lesnar. Uh, JBL, who's apparently wrestled him a lot of times, mm-hmm. like he says wrestling him is like super safe. Hmm. Like those suplexes, they're really easy to to sell. Like he's really careful with people. That's good. It's like we. But he throws you, it's like you're like a pillow. You just it's like effortless <laughs> the way you just throw a person. A human being. That John Bradshaw Layfield wasn't a small guy. Not ever. Ever. So that says a lot about the guy. Uh he got to the uh King of the Ring semifinal where he Oh wait, I'm sorry, I I jumped ahead. So after Backlash 
Brock Lesnar then fought the Hardy Boys at Judgment Day the next month. With Paul Heyman, they were tag team. Yeah, so Brock Lesnar <laughs> and Paul Heyman mm-hmm. versus the Hardy Boys. And of course, he destroys the Hardy Boys. Did Paul Heyman get the hot tag? I don't think so. I don't think so either. <laughs> so that was basically almost Brock Lesnar with a hand tied behind his back versus the Hardy Boys. Pretty much. Uh, I'd rewatch that if I were you. That that match, that's that's some carnage right there. He, you, you remember more than I do. That's true, I do. Next up, ready? Yeah. Well, these two are just, uh, it's not like, it's the King of the Ring matches. In the semifinal, he beat Test. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. And uh, he beat Rob Van Dam to become the King of the Ring. And in those days, mm-hmm. for that particular King of the Ring, when you win the King of the Ring, you get a title shot. You get a champ. Oh. That's right. So Brock Lesnar had to fight The Rock for the WWE Championship. And I remember this, I remember this pay-per-view because at that time, I was a Rock fan. I still, I'm still a fan of The Rock, mm-hmm. but The Rock was hot then. He didn't ditch us at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there's no way Brock Lesnar is beating The Rock. Yeah, this is before he transformed into Dwayne. Yeah, this before Dwayne came to the surface, because he was always there, you know. Um, yeah, in hindsight, it's like, this was a step, that was a stepping stone. And it worked out, he's like the biggest movie star in the world. Action star. So, beats The Rock. 1F5 later, he's the WWE champion. Now, let's think about this for a second. Mm-hmm. We just said... <clears throat> We just said, in April, he had his first pay-per-view match. Mm -hmm. At SummerSlam, he beat The Rock. Four months. Four months. Superstardom. Yeah, that's like, alright, here's here's all the eggs. (laughs) We're putting it in that man's basket. All the eggs. Well, if you look at it from Vince's perspective... Let, let, let's break it down. Amateur background, got it. Size and strength and speed and overall athleticism, got it. The look, got it. Mike skills, Paul E. Even it. then he was talking for himself too, right? Like later it, on. It was it was later on when Paulie split and and we'll get to that. And he's educated. Oh yeah, well he graduated college. Yeah, he's a college graduate. He didn't. He didn't just you you don't have to worry about drugs or alcohol mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. So that's another plus. Beast that we keep saying. <laughs> so furthermore, the next pay per view back then, before it became not a champions, and probably before that it was something else. Do you remember the name of the pay per view after SummerSlam back then? Nope. Unforgiven. Hmm. Okay. And Unforgiven, his opponent is a very familiar opponent. This is his first pay-per-view run-in with the Dead Man. Uh-huh. Okay. Brock Lesnar fought The Undertaker to a double disqualification. Hmm. Do you remember what happened, or is it right there on that list? WWE Network. Thanks. There you go. Yeah. Then, the next pay-per-view after that, 
October 22nd. Brocktober 22nd. Brocktober 22nd, which brings us around mm-hmm. Hell in a Cell uh-huh. at No Mercy. Which he beat The Undertaker in. So Brock Lesnar has a Hell in a Cell victory over the Dead Man already. Excellent. It's kind of funny how it brings it around, right? Mm-hmm. He's also fighting him at Hell in a Cell this month. Yep. Wow. It's crazy. This is this is uh this is probably bad for you. It's okay, man. Survivor series versus the big show. Ah. Uh, That's right. This, Brock, is where, this is where Paulie yeah. uh, turns his back on him. Paul Heyman turns on Brock Lesnar. Big show defeats Brock Lesnar, handing him his first loss. And well, I guess a double DQ. He didn't lose and he didn't win. I guess his first pinfall mm-hmm. against the Big Show, who he's fighting tomorrow. It was, let's see, I think Heyman took out the original ref, handed Show a chair, and Big Show, I think, chokes him on the chair. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And then Heyman came in and made the count. Perfectly legal. If Wait, did I, he put the referee shirt He didn't, but I don't know. Because Heyman was the GM of ECW at the time. SmackDown. SmackDown? Yeah. There was no ECW brand yet. Oh, this is before. Is it? Yeah. Brock was gone when the ECW brand came in. You're right. Okay. Another another Heyman guy came through ECW. That's right. My favorite. So, now we're on 2003. So, 2002. Undefeated until Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Won his first title in how many months? Mm-hmm. Uh, four. Four. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> still star on the rise for Brother Brock Lesnar. Yep. I say that just in case shit does hit the fan and <clears throat> we have an audio record where we've got protection for life. Yes. 2003, at the Royal Rumble... He had to beat the Big Show to qualify to be in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Then he won the Royal Rumble. He won the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. by eliminating the Undertaker. Nice. Okay. See, not only are we going through the timeline of Brock Lesnar, but we're also going through the rivalry. Mm-hmm. It, it goes deep between. The Undertaker, Brock Lesnar. It, this is a this is a years old feud that's coming to head this month. This is deep seated jealousy on the part of the Undertaker. This is a great timeline. If you follow the story, mm-hmm. this is excellent storytelling. They should do this on TV. They should show all the previous matches they had. Not show them, but you know, show clips and say, okay, well, double DQ here. Brock beat him there. Brock eliminated him in the Rumble. Yeah, what I would do is, you know how they had that lame-ass uh, Twitter ticker on the bottom? Mm-hmm. Whenever they're talking about it, they could be like, oh, you could check out uh, whatever, the pay-per-view we were talking about, No Mercy, mm-hmm. uh, He, you know, on the WWE Network, which is free for new subscribers for, yep. you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. Can't do your fucking jobs for you, man. <laughs> you, you fucking 
You you just take it. You you leave it all the money on the floor. Your ratings are shit. You get to come on. Hashtag, hashtag get creative. Right? Yeah, man. It's not rocket science. We're not rocket scientists. No, we're not even scientists. I, I, I can only build a rocket out of Lego, okay? I can build a real rocket for these people. I can't do that. I don't have the patience. Oh. That's all right, man. I'll teach you. I, I don't like Legos. All right, we're not going to talk about this right now. <laughs> we're not going to talk about this. We're not going to talk about this. That That's another thing. All right. So, and no way out. It was the next... Uh, stop on the Brock Lesnar Tour de Force. Mm-hmm. He had a handicap match. Brock Lesnar and Chris Benoit. Nice. Beat Kurt Angle and the world's greatest tag team. Uh, team Angle. Yep. Team Angle. That was a great, uh, angle. Team it angle. was. They were, they were tearing it up. And it's so perfect that is. Like, legitimately, his last name is Angle. Yeah. And World's Greatest Tag Team? Mm-hmm. What a great name for a tag team. And Brock got to beat up his old buddy. Shelton. 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 All right. March 30th. WrestleMania XIX. It's 19. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Take us through this, Rich, because... This was a this was a scary time for you, my man. You were I remember we watched that pay per view at my house. We did. All right, so it, uh, there's pizza, there's alcohol. Watching cue, wrestling. The cue for me keyboard is long gone. Uh that yeah. was from Randy Orton. That was a uh, oh, so was that Randy feuding with Brock? No, it was when Randy Orton was feuding with H because he turned on him oh, and he lost the belt. My other boy. Because bullshit. Because bullshit. Don't, don't get hot. All right, all right, all right, all right. This is this isn't Orton Tober. No, this is Brock Tober. That's right. Kurt's feuding with Brock. Brock's the face, I believe. Yeah, because he's still a face. Maybe I don't. I don't really remember that. But what I because I mean Kurt shook his hand afterwards. Well, yeah, afterwards. Because he almost died. Yeah. So what happened was, Angle is laid out roughly in the middle of the ring, maybe a little bit more to one corner. But if you look at it from the hard camera side, which is where we were looking from, Kurt was more towards the lower right corner. And I'm guessing the previous spot was supposed to put him closer to the other corner. Because when you do a high-flying move, you come from the top left. Or the top right. Yeah, I always do. When I hit the realness elbow. Yeah, because you want the hard camera to potentially get your face. Yeah, I want it to get all of this. It's more. It's also more impressive that way because you're coming towards the camera. Oh, you better believe it. Stop that. I'm always coming towards the camera. Oh boy, with the flying elbow. <laughs> so, Brock. So I see the look in Brock's eyes, and so does everyone else watching because. The camera's right on him at that point. All right. I'm just glad that there was other people here. Killing me. <laughs> and I'm like, and you heard me. I said, holy shit, he's going to do it. And he saw us climbing on top. I'm like, he's really fucking far away. Can he, can he get that far? Of course he can. So he gets up top. Jumps. Flips. And he hits 
not on Kurt Angle. He hits in a way where his head sort of, I guess his forehead hit the mat and the top of his head went like into Kurt's arm and side. And Kurt rolled, I guess, to try to make it look like he connected. Either that, probably less that than it was to reduce the amount that Brock's head was getting hit by his arm. Yeah, because the gravitational pull of the force field. No. It's all gravity, right? No, to, to reduce the chance that, he, that Kurt would be the one breaking his neck, as opposed to the mat breaking his neck. Yeah, it's, it's mat science, man, you know. So, the crowd basically lets out a collective holy shit. Because, A, they just saw this fucking 365-pounder. It's probably closer to 400 pounds at this point. Do a shooting star press. And simultaneously, which they didn't know, he concussed himself. And very possibly could have broken his neck if he wasn't Brock Lesnar. If he was a human, he would have been dead. From what I understand, he was on autopilot after that. Yeah. Like the rest of the match. So... Kurt went to pin him, thinking, holy shit, he must be really fucking hurt after that. Brock kicks out. Autopilot kicks in, as you mentioned. Hits Kurt with an F5. Pins him for the 1, 2, 3. And gets the hell out of there. See, that is Brock Lesnar. And you saw Brock's fucking glazed overlook. You knew. He was concussed. He had, he had the Krispy Kreme eyes. He had the Krispy Kreme. Like, but like, Krispy Kreme was actually in his eyes. <laughs> I, think it was, I, think it was, I think it was spinal fluid. So, if, this, if it wasn't WrestleMania, the doctors would have been in the ring immediately after the shooting stop press. Oh, yeah. You better believe it. There was no belief back then. I know I'm just using current terminology because we're in the present. Dude, I was worried about you, man. You seem genuinely concerned. I was worried about Brock. Yeah, me too. That's shit. scary shit. But he made it. That's that's some fucking crazy, real, almost death shit. And he still managed to make it to the next pay-per-view. Amazing. To Backlash. Where he faced a young upstart named John Cena. Word life. Also known as... His name is John Cena! Are you doing that again? Yeah. Well, how do you do it? How does this song go? Do you know how to do the beginning of the song? That's <laughs> great. So at this point, this is when John Cena came up with the FU, right? Yeah, well, during that feud. Brock, uh, it was just after. This is heel John Cena, guys. This is It started out as heel Cena. I think he was still the heel. I, I'm not positive. Considering Brock Lesnar basically F5'd him into the ring post, fucking up his knee, which put him on the shelf. Yeah, we were cool with that, though. No one cared. Uh, He's John Cena. I'm just saying. He's bad Cena. He was, wasn't he wearing, like, the fuzzy hats then? The yeah. The Django hat shit? <sighs> yeah, that was great. That was what John Cena was like at his most super cool. Yeah, so Cena decided to change. Like, I don't know if he had a finisher yet. I think he was still a wacky roll-up guy. I'm not sure. Maybe. But he decided to uh, start using the Death Valley Driver, the DVD, also known as the Spicoli Driver, if you will, as his finisher 
And he said he's going to start calling it the FU. Because Brock, Brock, you say F5, I say FU. That that was badass, though. He beat John Boy. Uh, I don't remember how, but I'm sure that was an F5 in his future. Probably. At the ne- On the next stop of the Brock Lesnar Destruction Tour, Judgment Day beats the Big Show in a stretcher match. I think I might remember that a little bit. So that's what, the third time he's beaten the Big Show? I don't count how many times anyone beats the Big Show. That's true. At Vengeance, he fought Kurt Angle and the Big Show. Uh, Kurt beat Brock and and uh, Big Show to win that match. Was that a triple threat? Triple threat. And then we're back, back on the SummerSlam, August 24, 2003. Lost to Kurt at SummerSlam. On SmackDown the next month... Brock Lesnar beat Kurt Angle in a 60-man Iron Man match to regain the championship. Now, that is what I would consider another milestone uh, Iron Man match. Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar. uh, I'm actually probably going to watch it tonight. That's one of the best matches. That was a huge match, both for the WWE and both of their careers. More so for Brock's career. Big match for WWE because it was a pay-per-view level, pay-per-view quality match that they were airing on free TV. SmackDown was on UPN at the time. Oh, shit. I remember UPN. They had the worst TV shows. And SmackDown. Yeah. Oh, hey, SmackDown. <laughs> the best show because it was Paul Heyman's SmackDown. That's right. Not um, this shit we got now. We're not going into that, see? Not going. Not, Not talking going about SmackDown. We're talking right. about SmackDown of days past. Yes. The glory days of SmackDown, which we'd watch at your place. Yes, the original Thursday night SmackDown. That's right. The Rock Show. Yeah. Got the fist. That's right, the fist. I saw the, the WWE vault with the fist. Dude, they should bring that back. They shouldn't bring that back. No? No. It was like... <laughs> yeah, no. They shouldn't bring that back. <laughs> If you know... That fist is going into your living room and into your... Whoop-boo! Ooh. <laughs> I'm PG. Anyway. No, we're not. Not us, them. Oh. <laughs> so, that match, like, not even... Just, like, in addition to winning the match, that match was a great match for Brock because it also showed he had a brain because he got himself disqualified, but beat Kurt Angle to shit with a chair. Yeah, thus so, weakening him for more points. Yeah, and that happened early also. So that was great for him. All right, so after SmackDown, that the next match was Brocktober 19th. No mercy. Mm-hmm. We got a theme here, guys, because he beat The Undertaker <laughs> in a biker chain match. Nice. So, so far, he's 2-0 against The Undertaker. At the two, October... Two, oh, oh, in October, yes. And the Brocktober mm-hmm. pay-per-views. Will this continue? Fucking better. Yeah. Great. See, this is, this is the type of stuff they should be bringing up. Wow. But to be fair, we forgot to. Yeah, but it's their fucking history. Yeah. You're sh- yeah. Take, they need, we've said this for weeks now. They need to take a cue from Marvel, 
hire a fucking WWE historian. Yeah, that's Remind a us great, of this shit. Yeah, because they remember everything. It doesn't, he doesn't even have to remember it. Just like, oh, these two guys are feuding now. Oh, they've been around for a while. Let me see if they've ever feuded in the past. Oh, hey, creative, mention this. Mention this. Yeah, and you know what's even worse? Like, Marvel's universes have reset a couple times. Mm-hmm. And the shit is still consistent. Like, yeah, I mean, all you need is a database and someone to look through it. Yeah. Look through a database. I mean, you found this on fucking Google, right? Yeah. Google. Have you ever heard of Google WWE? Yeah, you yeah, me off. Google WWE. Don't get hot, bro. Don't get hot. Take it down. Take it down. Take it down. Take it down. Take a sip. Take a sip. Yeah, take, take a sip. Sip of that Bud Light for that refreshing, soothe, and refreshing... It's, it's smooth, not soothe. Uh, wait, hold on. Let's do that again. <laughs> How about you take a sip of that Bud Light with that cool, refreshing... <laughs> How about you take a sip of that Bud Light? This is why we don't have sponsors. <laughs> I'm trying to get us some sponsors here. Well, you're, you're ca- calling them refreshing is kind of like make, getting a sponsor from Bud Light and The Walking Dead. Okay. Bud Light for that refreshing, smooth taste of ass. All right. It's like ginger ale. It's like ginger ale? Yeah, whereas Coors Light's like seltzer water. I'll have to take your advice. It's been so long. I had this because they didn't have any Cold 45. Works every time. It does work Until they don't have any. Mm -hmm. So November 16th, Survivor Series comes back around. Uh, Kurt Angle, John Cena, Chris Benoit, Bradshaw, and Bob Holly beat Brock Lesnar, The Big Show, Albert, Nathan Jones, and Matt Morgan. So, before he was the blueprint. Right. Long before. Because that was TNA. That's right. Um, so, all of Brock's opponents on that team, he has beaten. Yeah. Cool. And I'm pretty sure he's beaten everybody on the other side either. I don't think he faced Bob Holly yet. Oh, yeah, it was towards the end he, said he was fighting Bob Holly all the time. Until he broke his neck. Yep. Because Holly Sandbag, we'll get to that. 2004 Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Beat Bob Holly. Well, does that say that that's when he broke his neck? No, but I think that's when it happened. No, maybe. It's Bob Holly. Is it the last match he has against Bob Holly? Listen there. Uh, yes. So we can assume. That's gotta be it. So... Bob Holly, being the veteran, for whatever reason, takes it upon himself to try to teach this green new guy a lesson. And as Holly's about to sell a power bomb, he sandbags. So Brock drops him on his head because he sandbagged. As a result of the sandbagging, I should say. And Bob Holly breaks his neck. Good job, Holly. Did Brock learn his lesson from that? No, but I sure as hell know that Bob Holly did. Fuck, I did. Don't fucking sandbag. Don't sandbag. He broke the 11th commandment. Before it was on the 11th commandment. Yup. At the Royal Rumble. Now, here's another thing that we gotta just throw in here. Mm-hmm. That I remember. Uh, cause it's not in here. Because the next pay-per-view is No Way Out. That's No Way Out 2004. Mm -hmm. We all know why this No Way Out is important. This particular No Way Out is one of the most important No Way Outs 
in WWE history and wrestling history. Because after winning a separate Royal Rumble that was on SmackDown television. Battle Royal? I don't know. It's a, it's a SmackDown Royal Rumble. Okay. I think it was 20 guys instead of 30. Mm-hmm. SmackDown Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. In which the late, great Eddie Guerrero earned a title shot against Brock Lesnar and defeated him at No Way Out to become the World Heavyweight Champion. WWE Champion. What a feud that was. Yeah, Brock Lesnar doing a Mexican hat dance. His <laughs> best shit. His best comedic stuff so ever. Great. So great. Is the next match listed WrestleMania? Because that's all I'm thinking of right now. Yes. The next match listed is WrestleMania. This is the WrestleMania we went to. WrestleMania 20. The first WrestleMania we went that's to. That's right. The first WrestleMania we went to. The uh, 20th. WrestleMania mm-hmm. usually comes after 19, comes right before 21. Yes. And this was the fabled We Quit match. Yeah. Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg with special guest referee Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold taking my ball and going home after this, Steve Austin. Man, I mean, I got to think of the reason this match... Uh, bugs me is because A, it was a stinker. It had the potential to be one of the best matches of all time. I think, honestly, and I was there, the crowd fucked up this match. We were there, and the crowd did shit all over it. Come on, dude, it's, 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 it's New York. Of course. And, honestly, I probably wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Because we're New Yorkers, we speak our mind. You go to a wrestling show, you can speak your mind. And the majority of the crowd, not us, the majority of the crowd shit all over this match. And that's their right. And we weren't as in the know back then. No. So, like, we didn't know that they were both leaving after this. And no one knew Austin was, except Austin. Um, but... If you rewatch it on the network, nine 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 a month, free for new subscribers for the first month, nine ninety nine. You'll see that there was a lot of just staring at each other while the crowd was just yelling shit. Yeah, it's like fuck. What do we do? Yeah, the, like our one of us is supposed to be the face here, and they don't seem to like either of us. So obviously, that few minutes they were staring at each other. Obviously got cut off of the match time. They had less time to do the shit they had planned out. Everything affects everything else. Yeah, I think Goldberg won that match. He lost to Goldberg. Uh, I don't know if you know this or remember this. Only one person has cleanly pinned Goldberg in the history of his career. And I bet you can't even guess who it is. Can't think of it right now. The game. Triple H. <sighs> of course. <laughs> Clean? Clean. No no shenanigans. No shenanigans. Clean. Terrorizing. Terrorizing. Look how high he rose. Terrorizing. Dude, he's gonna be the chairman oh, yeah. one day. 
Like I'm just concerned what'll happen. Wrap your mind around that. I'm just concerned what'll happen to NXT at that point. That's I think NXT is gonna continue to flourish. But then it's like Yeah, it's a good question. Because then what in since he's the chairman, wouldn't WWE turn into kind of NXT? No, he would just be free to implement because what works in NXT isn't necessarily going to work for WWE. They're very like the venues are different. The venues are different every time for WWE. Um, the scheduling is different. You have the set commercial breaks for everything except pay per views. NXT fans are loyal. Like they know those guys because you know they follow them. Mm-hmm. It's like you see these guys at the. Very beginnings of their careers. We've seen a few guys already change their gimmicks a couple of times. Well, people follow. See, that's the thing. Like the the NXT fans, while some I don't are they all? Would you say all of them are just WWE fans in general? Because they'll just become the next generation of fans because they'll follow their guys from NXT up to the main roster. Yeah, I think you. Have yeah, because I think they brought in new fans with that because it it was different. NXT's different. Just like what Owen said on that panel. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, almost disappointed. He would almost be disappointed if he had to go to Raw and not get to go to NXT first. Yeah. That was a great panel, by the way. That was. I, I watched it. We watched it here, right? Yep. It was good. It's good stuff. I had watched it previously. Yeah. But that's fine. Okay. Seth Rollins with his hat. Stupid. Dumbass. I think it was a CrossFit hat. It said on the side, oh, keep moving or some shit. Oh, you see the pictures um, of Zara Schreiber? Yeah. Finn Balor, he's like in front of the TNA uh, office and he's doing like a crotch chop. Wow, really? I haven't seen that. Yeah, and then, and then uh, you remember, uh, okay, you're not, you probably remember him because who could get this piece of shit? I don't know the guy, he's probably a nice guy. Grado from TNA. Uh. He's like standing in front of a WWE office. Uh huh. And Finn Balor took his picture. You could see him in the reflection. Ha! Huh. It's pretty cool. So Finn Balor's hanging out with Grado. Well, I don't know. He probably found. He probably. He probably saw him on the corner trying to get money for lunch. Grado have I a mean, gimmick bag. <laughs> yeah, he was wearing his gimmick bag, dude. I think. I think, man, the fanny pack's coming back, bro. No. And when it comes back, I'm coming in on the ground floor, kid. That's great. You don't have to put stuff in your pockets. It's right in front. So you got this bag, right? Yeah. With all your stuff in it. You're going to get a little heavy. And I don't have that much stuff. Keys? That's two keys. Okay, sure. <laughs> but you got this shit. It's not a fucking purse. Right on your junk. Or right in front of your junk, if you stand. Look, I got to distract people, okay? It'll just take them away from staring. I have a gift. I have a gift. Eyes front, Junior. Kill me. All right, so that was it for his uh, his uh, first run. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortly after, and by shortly I mean in 2007. Is that three years? Oh, wait. Oh, uh-huh. that doesn't cover his football thing. I wasn't even going to talk about it. But we could, uh, might as well bring Brock-tober. up Brocktober having to, uh, uh, he's on the Minnesota, he made to the Minnesota. Uh, uh, hold on. Hold wait, on wait, wait, I'll do this. Hold on a second. You'll take over the post-E stuff since... So, at some point... Now, Brock Lesnar 
especially going to school in Minnesota, was a big Minnesota Vikings fan. So when he left WWE, he, he left to pursue football. He wanted to become a football player, and he actually got a tryout with the Vikings, made it to, like, one of their B squads or C squads or some shit. C string. Yeah, thank you. That's the word. At some point during all this, he had a bad motorcycle accident. Fucked up his face. I think he fucked up his ankle or some shit. So obviously, football's out for that year. Comes back. Didn't have quite as much spring in his step. Couldn't make it on the team. Turns around and says, you know what? I'm angry. Let me go beat people up for money. Fight for real. Yeah, so he uh, went to, I think it was Pride, right? That's uh, yeah, I guess Dynamite USA is Pride. Or maybe that's the name of the show, the Pride show that he beat the guy. Yeah, in. I don't know if this was Pride or not, but it was uh, Dynamite USA. It was, uh, I remember it was in Japan. He beat Minsu Kim by submission due to strikes. That means he beat him until he had to say no mas. I, now I saw this. Now Brock had him. The guy was face down, flattened. Brock was straddling his back and pounding his face. I think it was Herb Dean that was the referee. Herb Dean. Powerful Herb Dean. And at one point, he hit, because he was hitting his cheek, like right on his cheekbones. He broke the guy's cheekbone. The ref heard it snap and called off the match. Wow. And and simultaneously. To be able to hear it with all that going on. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. How are Japanese crowds? Were they loud or was it, like, quiet? Uh, I don't remember. But either way, as the referee, especially, like... uh, uh, In a a combat sport. uh, In a point in a match like that where there's not going to be kicks and shit flying, you can get close. And also you have to be close to sort of see if he's tapping out or if the guy passes out or whatever the hell. So he had to be close so he would have heard it. So, round one, knockout. For his first ever professional fight. Should see how well you do. This And this guy actually was a substitute for... the I think it was the Korean Zombie he was supposed to fight originally. Mm. I think uh, Korean Zombie got hurt or... Papheroids. Shit, shit his pants or some shit. I think it was uh, definitely by shitting pants. Yeah. Big news. Brock Lesnar signs with UFC. Groundhog Day. This is 2008. UFC 81. He fought Frank Mir, who is a world-class athlete, world-class submission specialist. One of the best. And um, Brock got got tapped out by Frank Mir with a knee bar. He, he just got caught. He got caught. Shit like and that happens. For it. He, you know, Mir's a submission specialist. He couldn't get out of it. The guy was in a motorcycle accident. So was Mir, actually. Shit. All right, no Mir, Mir was out of UFC for like four, maybe five years. This was during his comeback. Oh, so it wasn't even fight. It was a fair fight. Yeah. It was a good matchup. Fast forward to August 9th at UFC 87. Brock's third ever MMA fight. His second fight in UFC. He beat Heath Herring by unanimous decision. And I remember this fight pretty fucking vividly. Because Heath Herring did not look the same after that fight at all. In the fucking least. Uh, I remember at one point, I think it was in the second round. Um, Brock hit Herring so hard in the face that Herring landed on his ass but had enough momentum to flip backwards 
and get onto his feet. Brock, by the time Herring got to his feet, Brock was on him already. Brock fucking ran across the ring with fucking cat-like speed. That's horrifying. And continued pounding. Heath Herring is known as a tough fucking dude. A really tough dude in the UFC. He is widely known as a tough dude. He did not tap. He did not give up. Nothing. And But Brock kept pummeling him. They stopped the fight, right? Stop. No, unanimous decision. Unanimous. Well, he scored all the points. So it went the full three rounds. I think some some of the a couple of the judges had a thirty twenty six even. It sounds to me like it was a little bit more uh, one sided than that. Well, you really can't go below twenty six. Okay, I don't know anything about scoring. Shit. I'll explain <laughs> to you later. Thank you. You're welcome. Next fight, two months later, November fifteenth at UFC ninety one. Brock wins the UFC Heavyweight Championship from the natural Randy Couture by TKO due to strikes. Round two. Fast forward to 2009. UFC 100, July 11th. Brock beats interim champion Frank Mir by TKO due to strikes. Round two. To unify the UFC Heavyweight Championship with the interim heavyweight, interim championship. Um, I think the previous champion went out with injury or some shit. Making him the undisputed heavyweight champion. Yes, World. he was. Now, for this fight, Brock and Frank Mir have been trading trash talk back and forth. Talking all the shit. Mm-hmm. That, that's exactly what they're doing. But they, but Frank Mir legitimately can't fucking stand Brock Lesnar. He doesn't respect him because he thinks he's, at this point, he thinks he's just one of those wrestling guys. The fake wrestling guy. Right. So, he must not have seen that Heath Herring fight. I know. So I remember how he beat Mir in this fight. Brock basically got him in a one-arm full Nelson so that he couldn't defend himself, so that he couldn't block his face. He had him locked like that because he had arm through here behind his head and basically... Now you say through here. This is an audio podcast. I can see you. Imagine if, if you could do a full Nelson with one arm coming in from the side. So Brock's left arm snakes in front of Mir's right arm, which is, like, up. Okay. Behind his head, back in front of his left arm, which is also in the upward position, and he's holding it from the front by his, like, his triceps at that point. Shit. That's with his left hand. With his right hand, you know what he's doing? Pounding Just pounding. the shit. Working on the railroad. <laughs> like a butcher tenderizing meat. Just beating that face all the live long day. Just top, top, top. And let me tell you, Frank Mir made it his life's mission to try to destroy Brock Lesnar after that. Frank Mir, at the time, was, because you know the UFC heavyweight class, Goes from, what is it, 225 to 265. Right? Okay. Mind you, Brock Lesnar always has to cut down weight to get down to 265. Of course. Frank Mir was coming in usually 235, 240. For this fight, he was coming in about 250, 255. So, for this fight, because of all the trash talking and shit... Mir made it his personal mission 
to try and destroy Brock Lesnar, knowing that he was going to be at a weight disadvantage, he beefed up and came in at like 250. That worked out so well for him. Well, I don't think the person's weight has anything to do with Brock locking you in a fucking one-arm full Nelson. Have you ever heard of a fucking one-arm full Nelson before? No. It was ridiculous. I could show you later. Well, I would think it would slow him down, being heavier, like not used to fighting at that weight. Maybe. But, world-class fighter, you need to know your strengths and weaknesses and your own personal limitations. You can't adjust what you do based on what someone else might do. You have to adjust what you do based on what you can do. You, 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 first of all, all right, let me, all right, wrestling aside, mm-hmm. we know is fixed, right? I mean, the outcomes. Yeah. So, UFC's real fighting. Mm-hmm. Frank Mir fucked up. You know why he fucked up? Because he thought he was fighting a guy. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking caveman. He's fighting a fucking Cro-Magnon caveman. He, he's fighting you. He's going to beat the shit out of you because he needs that money to get all the food mm-hmm. for his family. Okay? We're talking about the ultimate hunter-gatherer over here. All right? He doesn't play by conventional human rules. Mm-hmm. You can't go in there thinking you're going to bulk up a little bit. Mm. The dude's super fast. You slowed yourself down. Mm-hmm. You fuck. That's what happens when you take it personal. And it's not personal. It's business, bro. It's money. It, it, Brock wants the money. It's all about money. That's it. So that was that. Uh, March 27th, Brock was stripped of Unified Championship because he missed too much time due to his diverticulitis. This is nine months later. Now, explain to the... Uh the uh, public, the uneducated, uh, much like myself who forgot what that is, is it that like you're shitting on your insides or something? You know, what happens is there's uh, a perforation develops in your in, in your large intestine. What's a perforation? A hole. Okay. So what you should be shitting out through your asshole, some of it's coming out and just hanging out in there among your organs, which... Isn't good. Super unhealthy. Super yeah. gross. Could kill you. You yes. could die from that. Now, there are theories. Heyman said it. Brock do- hasn't said anything about it because Brock doesn't talk about it. But, I mean, maybe Austin will shed some light on this. But, um, there are theories that Brock Lesnar had diverticulitis, like, the whole time. Wow. Which is possible. You can live a healthy life if you watch what you eat and what generally what you intake. Like, you know, certain certain foods, certain medicines will make will make it flare up. Woo! But basically, like it's a form of toxicity. Eventually you gotta get it fixed. So finally he had got diagnosed. I think he had to go to the fucking Mayo Clinic. Then he went up to Canada where he has insurance or Free health care. I don't know what... I don't know the reasoning behind the it. The best doctors, eh? Eh. Loose doctors. <laughs> Went up to Canada. Um, got his surgery. Came back. July 3rd. UFC 116. He beat Shane Carwin by submission in round two 
to reunify the UFC Heavyweight Championship. Yet again. Amazing. I saw this fight. October 23rd, also 2010, UFC 121. Is this Not yet. He lost the UFC Heavyweight Championship to Cain Velasquez, the guy with the tattoo that says Brown Pride. He lost via TKO to strikes in round one. Kane fought smartly. He focused completely on the midsection. That's where I'd go. Like a heel, working that weakness, taking advantage. Uh, he was never the same after the surgery. Nope. Uh, Missed too much time, too. So 14 months later, December 30th. 2011. This is his last fight. He right. lost to Alistair Overeem by TKO. Round one? Two strikes. Round one. Damn. Joe Rogan says, where do you go from here? Home to his family. Until April 29, 2012. At Extreme Rules. Extreme. I'll let you take this over. But lost to John Cena in an Extreme Rules match. But he did whoop John Cena's ass. Oh, yeah. That's what he do. So we're back in the wrestling business. Back home to the WWE. Uh, then after Extreme Rules, he had a match against Triple H. At SummerSlam. Where he broke his arm. And beat him. K-pop. Yeah, well. <laughs> no, man. He broke his arm for real with that Kimura. Well, we're coming back from UFC, so. Yeah, well. No, he was able to calm himself down enough not to break his arm for real. But he was wrestling noticeably differently. Yeah, his style changed. He's wearing different gear. He's wearing fight shorts now. I don't care about the fight shorts and shit. But, like, Jesus. he was... <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. <laughs> Put the gun down. <laughs> Jesus. But I'm talking about his fighting. You're talking about what the fuck he's wearing. What is this, fucking fashion police? What are you doing? Well, I just thought fight shorts were better. Okay, I'll agree with that. Because if you slip out, it's less likely to be seen. Alright, I wasn't going there, but you went there. Why would I be surprised? Why why, why do you prefer fight shorts? It looks cooler. It does look cooler. Yeah. And it's not your underwear. And, and it's like, like you, he's a UFC guy. That's yeah. what he fought it. Now, back to the way he was wrestling. Um, He was wrestling a faster-paced, much more aggressive style than he had in the past. In the past, it was sort of... Wrestling. I'm not, yeah, it was more of, I'm going to let you tire yourself out, I'm going to suplex you, and then we're going to take this slow. But now, as, like, he was aggressive, he was he would get at that arm and shit. Maybe it's still in him, that that UFC mentality, when you, you know, step into the cage. Yeah, probably you figure it's a smart tactic. Yeah, I mean, you don't, it's, that's a good way to keep your, keep yourself fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, don't come back with the same old shit. You're a different guy now. Yep. Bring in your, your other stuff. <clears throat> uh, so, he uh, beat Triple H at SummerSlam, broke his arm. And then, at WrestleMania, April 7th, we were there for that one. Mm-hmm. He fought uh, Triple H. Uh, in this match, if Triple H lost, his career would be over. Now, I will preface, preface... Yeah, I will preface by saying, A, this is a no disqualification match. Mm-hmm. Two, Shawn Michaels was there. 
and C. There's no DQ. So Brock lost. Yeah. You know, of course, you know, Triple H's career is not going to be over. Mm -hmm. But mind you, he broke Shawn Michaels' arm too. Mm -hmm. So at least he he, he did that. Uh, His next match was Extreme Rules uh, versus Triple H in a steel cage match, which he won. Brock Mm -hmm. won that match. So he won that feud. And then at SummerSlam, it was the Beast versus the Best. Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk. And he beat the shit out of him. It was also a no DQ match. Mm-hmm. So take that for what it's worth. Fast forward to 2014. Royal Rumble has a non-match against the Big Show and beats him into a bloody pulp. Again. With a chair. And we all know what comes next. But he became the one. A 21 and 1. Defeating The Undertaker. Can we have a moment of silence for the street? Yes. And The Undertaker. Alright, and we're back. <laughs> um, yeah, man. You were here for that. It was the first uh, pay-per-view on the WWE Network. It was the first pay-per-view after... Was It was our first or second prediction podcast ever. I think it might have been the first. Yeah. Because we didn't even discuss, we didn't want to say, we didn't, we, I can't even talk right now. You were famously quoted as saying, why are we even talking about this? Yeah, why are we even talking about this? Undertaker's going to beat Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. And everybody thought that. Mm -hmm. Because, no joke, not only was it quiet in here, it was quiet over there. Brock Lesnar thought he went deaf. (laughs) And everybody remembers the iconic image of that dude yeah. just staring <laughs> like you couldn't believe what he just saw. Yeah, you're making the face perfectly. That's great. You turn black and everything. How do you do that? <laughs> Magic. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, man, he, the first one, he beat the streak. Changed professional wrestling. Taker collapsed in the back. Yeah, that was a scary time for him. He, he fucked his shit up, you know? That's history right there, my man. And what, what do you do next? What could you possibly do next? You're Brock Lesnar. The answer is whatever you want. That's right, whatever you want. You know, for if he wanted to, he could just he could just steal Stephanie McMahon from from Triple H. He could he, he could, could become the chairman. He right could then. he could make himself the cruiserweight champion. He, he could make himself cruiserweight king heavyweight champion of the world. Mm-hmm. And then you can do. Yeah. All right. King Kong ain't got nothing on him. That's right. The Vanilla Gorilla. SummerSlam. Yeah, wow. What happened? It said Taz called him that. That's wow. right. The man Taz. SummerSlam. John Cena, who is the world heavyweight champion. He's he's got both he's got both belts. Mm-hmm. He's the undisputed champion, and he's got to fight a beast. He's the second WWE. World Heavyweight Champion. That's right. After Suplex City was born. Yes. That's where the term came from. That's where the song came from and the music video. And that is the first match I've ever seen John Cena in. Destroyed. He barely Barely had any offense. 16 suplexes. Just... Like, right out the gate, 
I think he F5'd him. He did. And he, like, kneed him into oblivion. Like, right into the guts. Mm-hmm. And if that really happened to you, like, your air is gone. Yep. You just, like, that match shouldn't even last as long as it did. Like, no joke, you could rupture a spleen like that. Yeah. Or some shit. So, I don't know why it's always a spleen. After that, it was a rematch at Night of Champions, which didn't go too well, because our boy Seth Rollins decided that he wanted to uh, interfere there. Yeah. Which brings us to... Mania? WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Uh, decent match. Everybody remembers that shit. I think it was a very good match. For Reigns, it was a very good match. For both guys, right? Yeah, but... It was the first time Reigns really got to show some personality within a match. Um, I feel that if people pay attention to the little things that Reigns was doing in the match, I think I think he would win over a lot of his critics because he worked hard. Like even even the stupid after after all the suplexes and he's bleeding from the mouth and he's smiling. That's good. That's showing that proud Samoan heritage. Saying this is all you got. I I agree with you, but. We did say that. We've said this before, but here's another thing. Now that we fast forward, they didn't build on that. And that's their fault. It is. They did not build on that. All they wanted to do was just push them, push them, push them, push them. And that's why the crowd reacted negatively. They needed to build on what he was giving us. Yeah, and another thing is, so now they've got this Wyatt guy, this Strowman guy... Mm-hmm. So are we supposed to believe that this guy is stronger than Brock Lesnar? Because he mm-hmm. ragdolled Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns could barely do anything to this Strowman guy. So what? Am I supposed to believe that this guy's better than Brock Lesnar? Well, did Brock ever get Roman in the Kamara? I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. But even so, he couldn't really... He was no-selling. I don't think Reigns was no-selling. I mean, because... No, not Reigns. Strowman was no-selling. Oh. Like, he basically, it's like he wasn't taking any damage. He's got newbie strength. You got noob strength? Mm-hmm. All right. That's Brocktober. Reigns is a whole nother story. But basically, they didn't build on that. Right. Which they should have. The story now is Brock versus Reigns. Who is that coming down the ramp? That's Seth Rollins cashing in to become the World Heavyweight Champion, pinning Roman Reigns. Right. First time ever that the Money in the Bank was cashed in during WrestleMania. First time ever that Money in the Bank was cashed in mid-match. So we discovered what would happen in said match. It becomes a triple threat. Brock F5's Roman. Brock gets kicked out of the ring, whatever. And Seth pins Roman. And we have fireworks and posing and swinging the belt around. Everybody knows what happens after. It's Extreme Rules, they get the rematch. Not Extreme Rules, I'm sorry. Backlash. Battleground. Battleground? Backlash? The Beast of Battleground. Okay. That was when uh, he got the rematch for the belt. Because he got... Because the day after, he wanted the belt back, but he uh, he, he almost killed Michael Cole. Oh, right, right, So right. he had... Uh, they took him off TV for a little while. Yeah. I think it was a triple threat match that they did. Uh, Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. And for Seth Rollins? No, wasn't it? I don't think so. I know Roman Reigns got another shot 
Because they had to go to the back of the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Because Roman Reigns didn't get a one-on-one match. Oh, whatever. Seth was winning by DQ and yeah, interference. Just, he was being a heel. Yeah. You know what? We don't even need to go through the rest of shit because you, you fuckers know what happened. That was a history lesson. We're not fucking recapping the last two months for you. Fuck you. That's what SmackDown's for. But this leads me to another question. Brock Lesnar is undefeated at Hell in a Cell. He's also undefeated against... Not against The Undertaker. He was He's undefeated against The Undertaker at Hell in a Cell. Yes. So far. So, does this mean Brock Lesnar wins? That means he's... Maybe Hell in a Cell will be his thing. That'd be kind of cool. To inherit that? Yeah. It's the only size cage that can hold the beast. That's right. And if you're... And you know what? That's your tagline. Boom. (laughs) Boom. And what a horrifying situation to be in. You don't want to be in there with the beast. You don't want to... You don't want none of that. Or... Does The Undertaker break Brock Lesnar's streak at Hell in a Cell? I don't know. If TV will bring it up. Which they didn't. They won't. When's Hell in a Cell? Such a good idea. Two weeks? Uh, yeah, and we've heard shit. If it weren't for this... They're promoting a house show. They're too busy promoting a damn house show that they happen to be also showing on the network. If it wasn't for this, I wouldn't have remembered. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have remembered that for for this uh, Brocktober special. Yeah, with it. I want to close this out, the Brocktober. We hope you guys enjoyed our journey through the history of Brock Lesnar. And I hope, we hope, that you were also reminded of the uh, many Hell in a Cell victories that Brock Lesnar has over The Undertaker throughout history. And the the fights that they've had. And furthermore, respect for Brock Lesnar and his career. Brock! Brock fought for real. Brock's fought, been an, he's an amateur champ. Wrestler, okay? Two-time NCAA champ. That's right. And we're not here to to recite all that, because that's what Paul Heyman does. Prediction for Saturday, I say Brock Lesnar wins. 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 And that's all I've got to say about that. Eat, sleep, beat the big show, repeat. Next week, we'll talk about what happened on the show. Uh, we only do predictions for pay-per-views anyway. It's just a house show. So, yeah, uh, we'll be watching it on the network, and we'll hope you'll be watching it too. So, before that, where, where are we? Where can they find us on the internet? Well, you've heard this. This is a website called Facebook. We're on there. Just go on Facebook. Yeah, but bro, privacy on Facebook. Like, you got to put your status. That's so fucking stupid. Do you see those posts? No. Oh, yeah, that, no. I don't Anytime that. somebody... That's a work. I'm pretty sure that's a it's work. It's the biggest work. <laughs> it's, it's, it's working the dumb folk. Okay? No one gives a fuck. That's been around for like five years. Yeah. How many times have they been like, all right, listen, if, if you pay money, we'll keep it private. It, it's always a hoax. Yeah. It's never going to happen. 
It's like those phone calls from friggin' Uganda saying you just won a prize, but you gotta send their king. Like Listen, I'm a Nigerian calls. prince. Um, I've been recently deposed from <laughs> my country. And um, if you could help me out so I could put my money, I need an account, but I can't open one. I just need your routing number and your account number. <laughs> All right, if you just get that to me real quick, I could put my money in there and I'll split it with you. All right? No problem. Super legit. <laughs> By the way, Nigerian Prince. <laughs> Facebook, Basement Bookers. Twitter, at Basement Jair, at Rich There Is, collectively at Basement Bookers. I know you said we're not saying the at anymore, but fuck you. Because it just comes out. It just does. It's just part of your yeah. vernacular. Uh, this is MySpace. I don't even go there. Um, what we've got is personality, perseverance, and perspiration. Humid, bro. And deodorant. Yes. So until then, until the next time, this time, we're out, you're out, come on back next time, because we're going to have some good shit. Brocktober! <laughs>